Hello and welcome to the TV Arc on the Arc of E Network. My name is Noah and this is our coverage of Here and Now, Season 1, Episode 9, entitled Dream Logic. And it is uh, currently 9.30 in the a.m. on Friday. Uh, the finale of Here and Now airs on Sunday. So uh, very, very late on this one. Apologies uh, all around. But for those of you who have been waiting for it, uh, thank you. I'm, I'm glad people are listening. So uh, we'll get into the episode proper in just a moment. But it's been a busy week here uh, at my my regular day job and, uh, you know, my my other job, the Arc of E. But uh, we do have a brand new podcast I want to let you guys know about. If you're not already subscribed to the Movie Arc, uh, first of all, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or thearcofee.com and do that. And uh, you're going to get a brand new podcast every Friday for the next several weeks. The Brothers Blanchard, that's mine and Gavin's cousins, uh, Matthew and Patrick, are going to be doing a new show called Camp Crystal Lake Revisited. They're going to go back through all 12 of the Friday the 13th movies, uh, all 12 movies in the franchise. That includes the uh, remake reboot, uh, most recently, of course, and and Freddy vs. Jason, in case you were wondering. And uh, yeah, so you have that to look forward to. We, we launched it today, hopefully, you're hearing that. Uh, it is Friday the 13th, so you can go listen to episode one right now, where they break down the O-Ridge, Friday the 13th from 1980 fun conversation so uh look forward to those every friday for uh the next 12 weeks or so it's gonna be about 13 episodes total if i'm not mistaken they'll probably do a wrap up in there but uh and also stay tuned gavin and i'll be back on the movie arc as well we're not going anywhere but uh we are taking a little bit of time off because we've got another brand new show headed your way uh on may 1st you can listen to episode zero of rodriguez revisited which will be taking over our Carpenter Revisited feed, uh, the first podcast we ever had here at the Arc of E Network. Uh, we're rebranding the feed, and uh, you'll still have a couple Carpenter episodes available to you, but the rest of those are going on Patreon uh, for our subscribers there. But the feed will now be, as I mentioned, Rodriguez Revisited, and we're going to go through all of the films of Mr. Robert Rodriguez. Uh, kind of the next logical step for me and Gavin in terms of charting the directors that we were fans of and the ages we were fans of them at, and where our kind of tastes overlap, and then where they eventually divert, which we'll get to. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, stay tuned. Again, episode zero drops May 1st, our one-year anniversary. Uh, lots of new stuff coming your way, just from the RKV in general. And I also promise, when we are done with Here and Now officially, hopefully our final cast will be a uh, Q&A session and a season one wrap-up with Mr. Mohamed El-Masri, as planned. And uh, after that, we'll be back to a, uh, a semi-regular uh, structure, maybe some top 10 list, etc. I'll be talking about generally what I've been watching, but if there are any shows coming up that you want to see us cover here, uh, I know Westworld's starting back, there's a lot of cast already out there for that, so I don't know if we want to approach that one more generally, like every couple episodes, Gavin and I get together and talk about it. But if there's anything going on right now, I know we've got uh, Barry over on HBO as well, which I am in desperate need of catching up on uh current season of silicon valley is also airing and uh i've also been backtracking through some things i missed from last year including better call saul season three which i'm almost done with and is fantastic so uh, a lot of stuff to talk about uh not related specifically to here and now and i definitely either will be on mike solo or hopefully with gavin very very soon if you're hearing a slight echo it's because the uh the arc of e studio 
is uh, currently being broken down and is about to be uh, transplanted to it to a new location. Uh, I'm in the process of a move. Probably by the next time you hear me on this cast, I'll be recording in the new studio. And uh, so, yeah, I apologize for any any sound issues. Uh, all the posters and DVDs have been taken off the walls. It's pretty bare bones in here right now. I did throw up some foam backing to hopefully uh, absorb some of the noise. But uh, again, I apologize if the uh, audio quality is not what you're used to on this one. So without further ado, uh, let's let's get into it. We've got an episode to talk about, right? Uh, we'll go with our overall episode description. Uh, Greg and Audrey uncover unpleasant truths about Ramon's adoption. Kristen and Navid embrace their connection, but pay a price. Audrey has second thoughts about Steve after his true intentions are exposed, and Ashley considers a lucrative business offer. All right. So, uh, you know, I speculated last episode about what we might get uh, in episode nine, whether it would be, you know, kind of a, a finale in disguise, a, a penultimate uh, kind of kind of a bit of a Game of Thrones move. Sometimes they like to have a, the big event play out in episode nine and ten is more aftermath and set up for the coming season. A lot of shows like to pull that. Uh, I don't feel like we entirely got that here. And uh, what we did get was, as far as I was concerned, again, for this show, uh, a pretty, pretty bad shit episode uh, in good and bad ways for me. Uh, I did have a major sticking point. It comes towards the end of the episode. It's uh, kind of a centerpiece scene, and uh, we'll definitely get there. But uh, overall, I'm I, I'm incredibly interested with where we left off with what exactly episode 10, uh, I believe entitled It's Here, uh, is going to be all about and how much closure we're going to get on what we've seen so far this season how much setup we're going to get for a possible season two, which I still do not know if we're getting. And uh, I, it could go anywhere at this point, which I, again, I think is a good place to be in, but also a little bit of a scary place. And uh, given some of the issues that I did have with this episode, which we'll discuss going forward, uh, I hope they can somewhat stick the landing for this season, especially if it somehow ends up being a one-and-done sort of situation, which I, again, hope that it does not. I really hope we get a season two. Uh, I want confirmation on that very, very soon. Regardless, uh, let's get in to the episode proper. So, we open with a pretty lengthy scene uh, between Audrey and Kristen discussing her alterna mitzvah, which is uh, coming up later in the episode. And uh, Audrey is very distracted by her phone. She's getting messages from Steven. And uh, Kristen takes note of this. Uh, meanwhile, in the background, we have Greg in the uh, treehouse in the backyard uh, contemplating things. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I point out the cell phone because we've had a lot of anti-cell phone moments throughout season one. And this is definitely a highlight of them. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to being in situations with certain people in your lives uh, who are just, you know, completely glued to them, and you're never quite sure if they're actually processing what you're saying to them. So, of course, this whole time I'm like, there's no way she's going to remember uh, to actually plan and get food for the alternate mitzvah. She's going to have to, you know, 
pull an audible. We'll see what happens. But uh, anyways, uh, Kristen, still looking at Greg, uh, looking forlorn in the backyard, comments to herself, get your shit together, dude. And I that, that was one of one of my favorite moments of the episode because yeah, Greg needs to needs to get it together and start grasping onto something and maybe we're moving a little bit closer to that by the end of this episode. I'm I'm not quite sure. But uh we move on from there to Ramon uh in his apartment packing up the game. Uh he's he's pretty much done with it. Awesome music cue here, which I chose to use for the opening. Uh, bro- little broken bells. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, of course, just as he's about to uh, unplug everything, he gets a call from an interested party. Someone who saw the game at the expo, presumably did not see the meltdown uh, afterwards, or at least doesn't care, and is still intrigued, so uh, they set up a meeting, and uh, it goes goes pretty well, and Ramon leaves invigorated, but more on that a little bit later. Uh, from, uh, from there, let's move over to Ashley, who's having a, a pretty good day. She gets an awesome offer for her business, and we, we learn a little bit later in the episode, maybe she feels a little undervalued, but for the moment, uh, they're celebrating, and she, Duke, and Ramon all get together, uh, I love this pairing, and talk about their their varying successes. You know, she's about to sell off her company and potentially become a millionaire, as they're encouraging her to do. Uh, Ramon get, has an offer on the table for the game, and uh, Duke, of course, has has the book coming out, and he has his uh, his release party, if you will, uh, and live reading, which also we'll get to in a little bit. Um, let's talk about Fareed. Uh, for a little bit, my my favorite character, Mr. Fareed Shakrani. He and Layla, his wife, are working on translating the uh, tape recording that we found in the previous episode, uh, which he, of course, confronts Uncle Amir with because he's convinced that, you know, his mother was trying to reach out to him and that he was fed lies by Amir this whole time. But Amir is insistent that... No, she is, a, again, uh, very, very harsh terminology, a lunatic whore, as he refers to her, uh, which definitely, <laughs> Fareed does not react well to. Uh, this is the most uh, aggressive we've probably seen him in the entire series thus far, and I, I was really scared we might be building towards like a complete breaking point in this episode, which thankfully we, we maybe pull back from just a little bit, so... Uh, Eventually, Fareed does remember uh, how abusive his mother was towards him and that it, it was her who was responsible for his back, as Amir reminds him. And uh, he also eventually remembers that uh, his mother believed that he was responsible for his father's death, uh, presumably tied to his defacing of the picture of Khomeini and... Yeah, a lot, a lot of emotional stuff in this episode for Shikrani, and uh, that's that's where we'll leave him for right now uh, until we get to the the big, big end scene. That again, we'll we'll get to my feelings on it, but for now, uh, let's move back to what is probably my favorite scene of this episode. Uh, all of the stuff in Steve. And Audrey's offices uh, involving Greg. Uh, 
Greg shows up, you know, af- after all that contemplation in the treehouse, this is what he's decided to do. He uh, comes into Steve Benjamin's office and they have a, a amazingly well-acted, tense, comedic, uh, just the tension is palpable. You're, you're waiting for Greg to do the, uh, the typical thing and just deck him. And that's what it's going to escalate to. But instead they, they talk around the issue for so long. And I thought this was an extremely well-written scene. Uh, it seemed like just, they were having a blast playing it. And of course, Audrey interrupts everything because she's found out that Steve has some, uh, maybe questionable practices, uh, overseas. Maybe she has looked past, uh, some of the downside of working for, uh, such a, a big corporation. Uh, and yeah, so she's not happy with Steve. She's also not happy with Greg showing up and, uh, blowing up her spot, if you will. So (laughs) she's, uh, kind of, uh, more back in the uh, high-strung Audrey mode, if you will, for a bit. A little less lax than we've seen her in recent episodes. But uh, she gets into it with Steve, and it's left into question, you know, maybe I was blinded by my situation with Greg, and that's why I threw myself into all of this, and specifically you. And we'll, But it seems like that's maybe still on the table. Uh, she does come home and meets a, a very very stoned Greg and they have another like this is kind of this midsection of the episode was my favorite I'll say this entire stretch uh their conversation fantastic Greg has a, a great line great delivery uh I really <laughs> I kind of really don't like you right now and they they seem like they are the most agreeable they've been in a bit she seems a little bit charmed by him showing up there, but also, you know, what the hell were you doing there? And, but things seem like they're back on track, maybe, possibly, but things very quickly uh, turn to Ramon, as they usually do at this stage of their relationship. And uh, they find that the adoption agency never existed, but Greg has found the caseworker's home address. So they go and uh, investigate. We'll we'll come back to that in just a few. <laughs> As if you haven't seen the episode, we uh, we play this game every episode. People, uh, hopefully you enjoy it. If you if you absolutely hate it, let me know thearchive at gmail And as always, any thoughts on this episode or previous episodes, and especially thoughts for the finale. Anyways, uh, Kristen and Naveed are under investigation back at the school, and they have their hand swabbed. They're looking for the chemical residue that was used against Madison and her cronies uh, to stain them. And uh, they point out in front of the cop that there was a hate crime that took place recently, not just the, uh, you know, the effigy, but of course the swastikas. And they ask the principal how that's going. And of course the... uh, the cop is like, I, first we've heard of it. Is it being investigated? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. So clearly, uh, the administration has kind of tried to sweep that under the rug. Um, I apologize for that background noise. Uh, apparently, it's a popular moving day. Okay. Uh, that sounds like that stopped. 
So, uh, after school, Kristen and Avid uh, are hanging out, trying on hijibs, and prepping for, again, the alternate mitzvah. And uh, eventually, the, the two of them have sex. And it, you know, is fumbling and awkward and all the right kind of teenage ways. And they're also navigating the fact that they're very close friends at this point. And we don't quite know what this means for their relationship. But by the end of the episode, uh, Kristen is referring to Navid as her boyfriend. I don't know if he was part of that uh, conversation, though. I don't know if we really reached that between them. I'm interested to see if uh, that becomes an issue, especially with how things are left at the end of this episode. But anyways, um, we uh, will now move on to uh, Ashley, who's uh, having a little trouble with her uh, home life, more and more so, and confronting the fact that maybe she hasn't been there uh, as much as she wishes she could be, and maybe regrets the fact that Malcolm, oh, I slipped up and said his name, Uh uh-oh, it was bound to happen at some point, Ashley's husband, Malcolm, uh, you know, he's essentially a stay-at-home dad, and he has a much closer relationship with Haley, and she's a little bit jealous of that, maybe a little bit resentful, it's all sparked, of course, by a picture that's drawn with Malcolm and Haley up close and Ashley somewhere off in the distance. Oh, that's, that's mommy. And of course this would kind of crush any parent and bring it into perspective that like, I'm about to take this huge buyout for my company and like even more work, but am I sacrificing my home life and what kind of stress is it putting on my marriage, uh, my relationship with my daughter, etc. And that definitely seems like it's going to come to a head and does a little bit at the end of this episode, but I definitely think we haven't seen the end of it. Uh, Ashley has, has some places to go, I feel like, by the finale. Interested to see where they are, though. Um, anyways, we'll move on to Greg and Audrey with the caseworker. Uh, one of the first scenes that was uh, a sticking point for me here, uh, I thought it was a little clunkily delivered a little forced something we'll continue to talk about but it gets the information across that Ramon was not adopted properly from an orphanage he was stolen so Ramon possibly still has a mother out there and that may be the key to a lot of what he's been experiencing and how that ties with Shikrani, I still do not know. But uh, this is definitely a huge revelation, but I I feel like it could have been delivered a little more cleanly. And as much as it felt like it came out of nowhere, it definitely is the confirmation of something that we, we could have been theorizing this whole season, that maybe his mother is still out there. But... Yeah, something about I don't I I don't want to criticize the acting necessarily. I think it's more just the the context of the scene and how they have to get this across, but it didn't quite play for me. But regardless, that's that's where we are. And this is a huge revelation that of course they 
still, as far as far as I remember, do not address with Ramon by the end of this episode. But uh, yeah, so of the many things that need to be talked about, we can add that to the list. Uh, so back to Ramon himself. Uh, he has a very good conversation uh, with the exec from the gaming company, and uh, he's work goes back to work on the game. He uh, eventually comes to Greg and Audrey's and asks if he ever died. Uh, of course, this is referencing what Carmen told him, and they don't have anything to offer him on this front. But, uh, yeah. So, Kristen and Naveed have their coming out party, if you will. They walk down the halls of school, hand in hand, wearing matching hijabs, and... You can imagine the uh, the varying reactions that they get, and I I like the two of them together. Uh, I thought the the sexual side of the relationship is an interesting turn that it's taken, but I thought it was kind of cool to see them, you know, two against one. Even knowing in the back of my head, like this is a recipe for disaster. I'm glad to see them being bold and proclaiming this to the world, but uh, you know, prejudice will probably rear its ugly little head and sure enough it does uh only moments later when a a, a beating occurs a, a hate crime as far as i'm concerned and that's that's where my issues start hugely with this episode um we see a bunch of masked uh ruffians in usa garb uh, very purge-like, if you will. Uh, very, uh, very, very extreme right wing. Maybe uh, we've we've seen stuff similar to this on the news, but maybe not quite as uh, flamboyant or exaggerated as this. I, I I don't know. But Kristen immediately knows that it's Madison and a handful of other kids from the school. They viciously beat Naveed, and she, def, you know, Kristen takes some licks as well. And then, after this scene, they don't go to the police. Uh, they don't go to a hospital. They go directly to Kristen's Alterna Mitzvah. Okay? What follows is a a scene that I was... Ultimately happy to get uh, Kristen's reevaluating of herself, uh, her actions thus far in the season, things we've, you know, talked about in previous episodes. Uh, I mentioned the Claire Fisher connection of trying on lifestyles and maybe not totally being aware of how that affects the people who actually live those lifestyles uh, that you're around. And She's directly confronted with it when Naveed has just been, you know, viciously beaten just for being himself as she sees it. And as is true, you know, it's, it's a rough scene to watch as as heavy handed as it was. Uh, and I, I don't think it can be argued that it wasn't heavy handed. Uh, that scene was still effective for me. Uh, Naveed's a character I, I care about. Uh, they've. They've made me care about him over the course of this season, and I, I've liked more and more this internal war within the school. But this, this was like the biggest 
suspension of disbelief I felt like you had to have maybe in the entire season. Remove all the supernatural things. The the idea that they would not immediately... She knows who did this. Like The idea that they would not immediately go to the police, be photographed with their injuries, all of this. The fact that all of this emotional stuff is playing out at this party that was planned and everything right after this has happened. Just, it was a little much for me to buy. And I, I did like Sozie Bacon's performance in this scene and really coming to terms with, you know, who she is and trying to figure out, you know, what she needs to be. There's a, a lot of beautiful sentiment shared from the siblings about how they view her. And I thought it was, you know, very important because she she is kind of the outlier, you know, as much as she, even though she is Greg and Audrey's only, you know, birth child, uh, by virtue of the fact that all the other siblings are adopted, she is kind of the outcast. And she, she wonders how she fits and figures into all of this. And a lot of her actions this season have been her searching for that. And so I ultimately like the sentiments of this scene, but the contrivances of the plot and the staging of it having taken place right after this just, to me, rang a little false. I was like, you know, we could have had a five-minute beat where they go to the hospital, talk to the cops for two seconds, and we know that, like, they're out there at least looking for Madison or something is being done about this. But all we get is Fareed showing up, and angrily taking Naveed off, saying, I don't want you to see them ever again. Huge argument uh, between Fareed and Naveed. And it culminates with Shakrani driving very, you know, very fast and violently. And of course, this whole time, I'm freaking out that they're about to get T-boned, some, some crazy stuff like that. Thankfully, uh, he sees a vision of his mother, and he slams on the brakes just before they would have been uh, T-boned or had the entire front end torn off their car. Uh, it would have been bad. Thankfully, that does not happen. We move on from that to uh, the big finish of the episode. Ramon is playing with Haley in the treehouse. And uh, meanwhile, Ashley and her husband, Malcolm, are arguing in the kitchen and... It's about, you know, everything is, is coming out. It's, you know, not spending enough time at home. If you had given me more time to build up my company, it would be in better shape. I would have gotten a better evaluation. All of, the, all of these resentment issues, everything, you know, coming to the surface. Meanwhile, uh, Ramon asked Haley if she smells smoke. And presumably she's just playing along because I'm pretty sure she says, yeah, yeah, I do. And Ramon looks down and sees the ladder to the treehouse engulfed in flame. We cut back to Malcolm and Ashley's perspective, and all we see, or hear rather, is, is a scream of Ashley falling from the treehouse. Boom. Cut to credits. Uh, we of course know, uh, if you stuck around for the next time on, that Ramon was having a vision. And so all they saw was... Ramon throw their child out of the treehouse. So uh, in that brief little snippet we saw, uh, Malcolm immediately punches out Ramon, super pissed off. And so oh, I'm so excited to see all the family drama come to a head. We've got them all together right there. Uh, let's have it out 
Uh, let's get the Greg and Audrey stuff on the table. Let's have Duke, you know, throw them under the bus. Let's let's just let's have it out. I want a whole episode of that. And then I want you to tie up 1111 and tell me what it all means. And if you can do that here and now, uh, Mr. Allen Ball, uh, I, I will be very, very pleased with this season. Um, I, I will not budge on the fact that I, I feel like that the staging of the alternates for taking place directly after the beating and everything tied to that is one of the clunkiest uh, things in this series thus far. But I am I'm still on board. I just I want I want a graceful finale, if that is possible. I I, I want to be left hanging in a good way, but I want some things wrapped up. Uh, it seems like eleven eleven is definitely going to come to a head. I think we're gonna get some uh, final dramatic clarity on on Shikrani and the end of his journey potentially. I feel like he's really on the cusp of something. And maybe Ramon finally being able to key in to what he needs to be looking for, uh, which is seems like maybe his mother. I'm not sure. Uh, I've, I've got some thoughts. I'm sure you guys do. Again, I would love to hear them. Email me, thearchive at gmail.com. Apologies once again for being so late with this one. Uh, it, a little bit of a bumpy episode nine, but, but stick around, guys. Uh, we're going to see it through. The finale airs Sunday night. My plan, uh, I will be moved in to the new studio. Going to try and have it up no later than Tuesday. And again, let me know if you have any questions for Mr. Mohamed El-Masri, who is still scheduled to uh, appear on the show uh, for our season one wrap-up. So, got about a week and a half. Let me know if you have any questions for him. And... Uh, I'll let you know more about the recording time. We may try and do a Facebook Live thing. I'm not quite sure. But more on that later. For now, uh, I will see you next week to discuss the finale of Hear It Now, people. Uh, We made it. It's here. Uh, But for this episode, uh, episode 9 of season 1, Dream Logic, this has been the TV arc. Brought to you by the Arcade Network. I have been Noah. And until next week, people, please remember live in the here and now. Tell me about the years and let me buy an